Hello and welcome to the Hot Copy Podcast, a podcast for copywriters all about copywriting. In this episode, we're talking about resolutions. We'll actually share our own resolutions and give you some fantastic tips on setting resolutions that will make 2017 your best year yet. My name is Belinda Weaver. I am a copywriter. I'm the founder of Copyright Matters and the Copywriting Masterclass course. With me is my co-host, Kate Toon. Hello, my name's Kate Toon. I'm a copywriter, the founder of the Clever Copywriting School and the Recipe for SEO Success. And I would like to point out that poor Belinda has a bit of a head cold. So if she sounds a bit snuffly, that's why. Yeah, that's right. If you hear that heavy breathing, it's all good. (laughs) But before we get into today's pod, we always have this little getting to know you question so you can get to know us a bit better. So as writing is our game, Kate, I want to know, type or write by hand? What do you prefer? Definitely type. I actually, I don't know if I actually can write for a long time with my hand anymore. It goes into like rigor mortis. And also um, I type really fast. I actually have a Typing speed, this is one of my, I'm going to show off now, my typing speed is about 95 words a minute, so I can actually type as fast as I think, pretty much. Crikey. When I write, I'm just like, and I read it back and I can't read any of it. So yeah, definitely a typer. What about you? Um, I would have definitely been a typer before I started doing morning pages in the morning, which is writing by hand. So, you know, you write three pages or you set your timer for 15 minutes or whatever, and it's very stream of consciousness stuff. And my hand actually did cramp for the first couple of weeks because I was so unused to writing by hand. But what I found is for copywriting, so for work, definitely prefer to type. I kind of think through typing. Um, But when I'm trying to nut through a problem, like a business problem, I'm finding that writing by hand is is much more conducive to getting to a solution. So I'm kind of treading both. But definitely thinking by writing or writing and thinking those two have so tightly coupled for me over the last few years that I can't I can't just have an idea in my head I need to do some kind of writing around it yeah and I also you know the the cut paste edit that comes with is just I mean I can't write without that now you know and I often use my laptop which doesn't have a mouse and I'm so much less productive when you take my mouse away as well. <laughs> you know I can't do the whole trackpad thing so I'm totally, yeah, absolutely. totally reliant on technology but I didn't realize with morning pages that you were meant to handwrite it I typed my morning pages <laughs> I still did it I still did three pages of stream of consciousness but I typed it so I did it wrong Oh, no, I don't. I think the point is is to clear your brain of clutter. I don't think it matters. Okay, so it doesn't matter how you do it. Okay, cool. Go. I don't think so. (laughs) All right. Okay, so now you all know what we prefer. Um, And on social media, we'd love to know what you prefer, type or handwrite. Let us know. Let us know. So today, as I mentioned, we're talking about resolutions. The New Year's Eve hangover is well and truly passed, hopefully. Christmas decorations are putting um, have been put away. And now you have, in theory, a clear view of 2017. Now, in, in theory, right? Um, I have to admit, I don't usually set New Year's resolutions, certainly not personal ones, because um, they're already packed in by the end of January. But I do think it's really important to set a clear direction for your business. So, I personally think of resolutions as kind of part strategic goals, part habit, and I think it's the regular habit that makes the strategy happen. How do you think about resolutions, Kate? 
Well, I think, you know, we've mentioned before on the pod how often setting goals for me is the kiss of death. As soon as I set a goal, I most definitely will never achieve it, especially if I write it down and stick it somewhere, you know. Um, so I don't know, but I, I, I think, I think resolutions for me are more about sort of, as you said, setting a direction or often for me, things I'm not going to do again this year. So almost anti, anti resolutions or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I'm babbling. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Let's start the episode with some tips on maybe setting and sticking to your resolutions. Now, I think we're the perfect people to give people advice, considering we've both just admitted that we don't set resolutions. (laughs) (laughs) So so I'll start because I did actually, I had a little think about setting my resolutions for this year and I have actually set them and I think the first tip I would give is making them realistic because I don't think there's any point to thinking about this if you're setting vague lofty goals about things you already know you're not going to do so for me it's making them realistic yeah like um sorry if you can hear a squawky bird in the background it's not a pterodactyl it's just the crazy birds in Australia I'm inside and you can still hear them um yeah, I think, I think, you know, it's that whole, there's, a, there's, I'm sure there's some kind of anagram or whatever it's called where it's like, you know, they have to be really smart goals, isn't it? Smart. Um, yeah. Something, something, something. Specific, specific measurable, oh, achievable. Also, you know everything. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think vague, lofty goals are good. I think it's good to have a general gist. So this is going to, what I often do is say this is, this year is about, and it's like one thing. So personally, like, a couple of years ago, I had a year that was all about um, kind of getting financially balanced. So, you know, paying off debts and blah, blah, blah. And then the next year was just about sort of being steady. So we had one word, it was like steady. And then the next year was about nurture, where we were trying to sort of get our health back on track. So I know that's very vague, but like to have a theme. So, you know, it's 2017 is going to be the year of blah, 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 whatever it is, you know, relaxation business growth or niching or pivoting or networking or like one big picture idea. So I think the abstract thing can work in that respect. But then I think when it comes to sort of setting, you know, more specific goals, yeah, they have to be that, you know, actionable, measurable, blah, 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 and realistic as well, um, which can be hard because often things seem realistic. And then when you get halfway through the year, you're like, why did I do this to myself? You know? Or halfway through January, uh, you're like, yeah, yeah, this is never going to happen. January 2nd, you're like, whoa, <laughs> what was I thinking? But I love that idea of a theme, actually, you know, and you might even choose a couple of words to go, this is the theme, but this is the direction and this is going to guide all my decisions. So what's your theme going to be for 2017, do you think? I know I'm putting you on the spot and you hate that, but (laughs) (laughs) we'll have a think about it. You can come back to it. Oh, well, no, I think I I know, actually. Okay. Um, I I would say my theme this year is strategic. Oh, what does that yeah, mean? Right. You're going to be all well, like clever and stuff. Clever and stuff. I'm going to try. I'm going to give it a crack. Wow. Um, so, we, you know, we'll talk a bit more about my resolutions specifically. It's going to be a year of probably a bit more personal time. Yes. But what that means for me is the time that I do spend on work, I really have to make it count. Yeah, I like that. Okay. So, yeah. strategic. Strategic. Um, so, you know, so I think some other things that – that I think 
are good ideas when you're thinking about resolutions or goals or themes or whatever is to make it something you're genuinely interested in. Like it's no good saying, oh, I'm going to lose weight or I'm going to get fit if you really couldn't give a monkey's about being healthy. So I think understanding why you're doing something is is absolutely critical. Otherwise, you're just giving up before you start. Yeah, I think I think I agree. And again, you know, every year I set the goal of being thin and being healthy and being all those things. And, you know, every year I, I fail to do it. So, you know, one way is to kind of shift the focus of that goal. So the end result is still the same, but your why is different. So again, you know, one of my resolutions this year, we'll talk about them in a minute, will be being healthy, but it's not for losing weight or anything like that. For, for me this year, it's going to be about wanting more energy. That's my why. Um, so, you know, not necessarily about dropping the dress size or being able to run a marathon. I just want to feel more energetic. Um, so it's the same goal but my why is different so I agree I love that yeah I love that and uh, I'd say my next tip was exactly what you said like break it down into what it actually means like how you're going to make it happen yeah I think a lot of people go oh I'm gonna lose weight but well what does that mean day to day week to week yeah exactly and I, like that now we're just talking about goal setting and stuff like that which is not the point of this episode oh, sorry so- we got off track I know, but like I was thinking about this and I was thinking the more I thought about resolutions, the more I was just turning them into goals. And I was like, maybe they're the same thing. I think they are, aren't they? I wouldn't, I mean, you know, they're all fancy pants, got a special New Year's resolution name, but it's just goals. And especially when you're talking about in the context of business, well, then they're definitely goals. So, yeah, I think they're interchangeable. I'm happy about that. I think they're All right, tick. So, so now we're going to talk about our... 2017 resolutions or goals. Yes. Um, I know you have got a hella busy year planned already. So do you want to go first maybe with a resolution or your theme? Um, yeah, I think my theme, it's a bit of an odd one, but it's, it's maybe it's automation or process or something like that, which is such a boring one. But um, I do a lot of things. I have a lot of, uh, you know, fingers in a lot of pies, a lot of plates spinning. Um, and I... And what I haven't done is as my sort of my business cul-de-sac, as I like to call it, rather than business empire, as my business cul-de-sac has grown, I haven't really changed the way I do things. I've just kept on using my existing processes, my existing softwares, and then tried to make them work, like even though they don't quite work. Sorry, my phone is up. Stand that up. Go away. Go away. I'm sorry, people. This is real life doing a podcast. The fourth, <laughs> we're just talking about the fourth wall, aren't we, and how we can't break it down. But yes, we're real people who get phone calls when we shouldn't. Um, yeah, so I'm all about automation. I, I'm all about finding better software solutions, changing the way I do things, um, you know, to try and make my business run more smoothly and with less me, because that's that's the thing that cripples me, how much me there is in my business. And while I don't believe in the four-hour work week and I don't believe I can run my business from a hammock in the Bahamas, I think I could run it a little bit more intelligently. So that's my first. That's my theme for the year. I think that's really smart. Yeah. So what does strategic theme mean for you? What, what, what does that actually break down as? Well, I broke it down into three. Yeah. And and as I said, um, regular listeners might know that I'm going to be a little bit busy in January with a new baby. Yeah, new baby. Um, And so, as I said, like the the whole year, I'm giving myself um, permission 
to spend quality time with my family and actually figure out what the new family dynamic is. Um, I've been talking recently about how for my first little human, I was emailing my VA on the way to hospital. And, and then when I came home, I was packing for the US with a newborn. And this year, I'd like to kind of, you know, take a bit more time and space. So actually, I just want to eat more cake from the couch. Um, And that's okay. So strategic for me means when I actually allocate my work windows, I want to get a lot more from the time that I'm spending. So for me, uh, content repurposing is going to be a big one, which I kind of do randomly. So I, I turn blogs into slide shares and YouTube things and I have content upgrades and all these kind of things. But I don't really have a strategic approach to that. Yeah. So I'd like to actually, you know, I blog on a schedule um, which every fortnight. And so what that means is I need to do a bit more planning. Yeah, it's all like about which. Yeah, not writing it the day before it's going to be published <laughs> and actually planning um, how can I maximise this bit of content um, and get the most return from it. So so that's one of the ways that strategic theme has to work. And it means I might have to work a bit harder at the planning and get a bit more organised, but that's my first big one. Yeah, and I think, I think an interesting point here, and I hope you don't mind me bringing it up, is it's something Belinda and I both, I guess all business people worry about, but something Belinda and I have both spoken about is, you know, the feeling that, you know, we've got to do the thing now, um, you know, and that other people are maybe getting ahead of us or we're missing out on opportunities because, you know, we have lives and babies and families and, you know, obviously we want to spend time and do things with them. So it's a constant battle between how we want our business to be and where we want to be and then the reality of what we can actually do and I think everyone has that um and it's funny because you know obviously the baby's coming and uh that's going to have a big impact but even for me for the last few months I've stopped producing stuff because I needed to take a step back and look at the stuff I had and make it work better but every day I'm like, oh, I'll just make a quick video. Or, oh, because I love making stuff, you know. Oh, I'll just do a quick how-to tutorial. And it's like, no, stop. You need to build the new platform. You need to change your email system over. You need to get your zaps working and all, all these other systems that are boring and behind the scenes or whatever before you make one more bit of content force yourself to do all of that and it's really hard because I see other people producing stuff and doing stuff and I'm like oh but I have to stop and it's it's similar you know does that make sense yeah absolutely and it was actually you know when we were talking about blogging um, in a separate conversation that it was like repurposing the blogs we've already written over years and years and years that new new subscribers and and new followers haven't read yeah so why aren't we we doing those we don't take our own advice we were talking about that in the blog episode and like both of us admitted afterwards that we don't do it so um yeah we do as we say not as we do because (laughs) we fail miserably to do the things that we tell you to do quite often yeah that's exactly right i mean my my second one along this strategic theme probably will be very aligned with your automation as well as as, as I know I've seen a post from you about this is about challenging the time that I'm spending on things and going is this taking me towards my goal yeah no then stop doing it yeah it's so hard though isn't it the shiny object is is so shiny so I I feel you um I guess my next one as well is um 
to yeah focus on my two main businesses so my recipe seo sort of learning hub and my copywriting um site and community and directory and just focus on those and not do any other things so you know last year i did like a tv series and i did lots of public speaking and i I did a lot of things and they were all great don't get me wrong a lot of them were for exposure dollars which is awesome but you know and I enjoyed doing them but I feel like I've kind of done them and now this year I just want to focus on actually making my businesses more robust so really not next time I get an offer of a sexy thing tell me Belinda not to take up that offer. (laughs) It's hard though isn't it because it's exciting to even get asked to do cool stuff it's way more exciting to get asked than to actually do it though that's what I've realized yeah that's what I think watching you do that tv series is probably the lesson I learned was like oh that that looked hard that was so hard for anybody listening there's a show called right for business which is on an app called brin.ai if you want to check it out and it's a show I did with Jesse Forrest who was on the podcast with us talking about sales and it was the hardest thing I've done we had oh it's so hard so much time writing the episodes making powerpoints then going and doing the episodes we did 12 episodes filming them back to back with no media training so they are so awkward if you've actually watched them <laughs> really awkward but the content's good but it was exhausting um and you know was it beneficial yeah I'm sure it was it will be maybe long term but yeah it was killer 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 so you didn't well some of these some of these things as well we we don't know until we've done them no I knew 10 minutes into the first day though and then I had (laughs) no I love or I was gonna say that you don't I, I don't know until I have a buddy who does them yeah, thanks. I go, I go through the pain on your behalf, you know. <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> you're a good friend, Kate. I yeah, appreciate when it. they want to do the repeat series, I'm going to tell them your name and say that you're super keen to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am, by the way, if you're listening. Yeah, <laughs> open for opportunities. Call her. <laughs> yeah. So what's so your name? Like, well, it, you know, it's, uh, it sounds like we're both kind of doubling down on, on what's important to our business. Yes. Yeah. Which I think is important to keep in mind. Yeah, and I think, you know, for any, um, like, you know, working copywriters listening, I don't think you need to be so, like, super specific. I know we talked about smart goals and whatever, but I I think it can be helpful to just kind of say, you know, this year I'm going to make more effort to market myself, to go to networking events, to go to conferences, to... I don't know, you know, write a blog post a week or something like that. I don't, because I just think otherwise it becomes a stick to beat yourself with. We are terrible people to talk about resolutions, Belinda. Why are we doing this? I know, I know. It seemed like a really good idea, I didn't did. it? But then we're like, yeah, we don't really do it. Um, so don't do it. But I think it's a really interesting point you just raised about it becomes a stick to beat yourself with. So you've got to keep it all in perspective. And like if you if you know, if you're setting yourself resolutions that you already are kind of going about, don't. Just don't. <laughs> we give you permission not to. Yeah, that's exactly right because we, do, we don't. I mean, clearly we're setting themes for ourselves. Um, but, you know, all this kind of stuff, I'm not going to beat myself up about it. 
No, because who's watching and who's, who's judging? I mean, Belinda and I are watching and judging all of you daily. All of you. All of you. <laughs> We're following what you're doing on Twitter, and every time you don't tweet, we make a little note against your name in a big book that we keep. No, you know, no one's watching. It's only you that judges yourself, and then you do stupid things like judge yourself against the other people without knowing at all what their situation is. And yeah, I think, which well, we've talked about before. Yeah, and if you're so rigid as well, you do not leave gaps for opportunities and I just said I'm not going to take up opportunities this year but of course something might come along that might be fabulous that if you know that if I um you know didn't go for I'd totally regret if I was like no but I set this rule that I have to blog every week and wet Thursday's my blogging day so I can't possibly go and speak at Sydney Opera House about cheese or whatever it is you know you can't be so locked down and so closed down so yeah I think keep it loose keep it loose people let it all hang out (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep it specific, but keep it loose too. Yeah. Well, you well have, my you've got content repurposing, strategic thinking, and what's your yeah. what was third one? Didn't you? Good, good memory there, Kate. Yeah. Um, my third one is creative brain space. So I wrote about this towards the end of 2016 because I was just coming limping into Christmas, going, my brain is empty. Yeah. Um. And I just, I kind of felt like I was just laying the track down as fast as I could go and fighting the most urgent fire. And that's probably what prompted me to go, whoa, I need to step back. I need to think about this, you know, think about my plans strategically. But I also want to give my brain some space and time just to kind of, well, over Christmas, swill around in some wine and pie. But um, I really want to um, make time again for creative activities that might be colouring in or you know me I love my dot to dots um I'm really I'm hoping, like, I'm hoping I'm gonna get a dot to dot book from Chris for Christmas from you I hope I, so I can one. show you I the way I still haven't received my Christmas present from you so I'm waiting and it's now January and uh I don't have one awkward I know it's awkward. so awkward um so yeah, I'm just putting that out there it's a gentle reminder. Belinda <laughs> quietly goes on Recorded. Amazon while we finish the pod. <laughs> so for me, that means, you know, I do. I start each morning doing meditation, which sounds probably a bit woo-woo, but um, and when when I can, I do my morning pages, and I find that helps me just have this little this little time for my brain to not be thinking about work or family responsibilities or the hundred other things I have to do. Um, and I used to actually once a month go out and go and see a, something at a gallery or mooch around a park or go to a, a, you know, some kind of show. And I'd really like to, I'd really like to prioritize that again this year so that, um, my brain has time and energy to be awesomely creative and strategic, but I also have lots of new stuff going in. Yeah, I think that's a really good one. I might steal that one for myself. It's something I do try to do, but I don't do enough of. I wanted to try and have a day, a fortnight where I, or even a month where I just went to Sydney and, um, you know, did an art gallery or went to a history museum or just did something completely different. Um, so I'm, I might reward myself with that. My, my final, um, resolution and I'm not sure I've been particularly clear about what my resolutions are but my final one this year is really again a bit of a sweeping one but it's to think small 
Um, I think I, I felt like the last couple of years I've been trying to sort of spread my brand around and do the whole Pat Flynn idea of you have to be everywhere and, you know, you have to be all things to all people and be on all social media channels and all that kind of thing. But this year I'm definitely going to think small. So I'm going to focus on my smaller audiences, my paying audiences as well, uh, the ones who are in my membership communities, the ones who do my courses and spend more time with those customers who are already existing customers developing those relationships rather than trying to lure new people in now obviously I work with more of a you know membership model now coaching and all that kind of thing but I think the same applies for copywriting and it's something that I did at the beginning of last year was to say I'm really gonna work closely with the clients I've got the Jerry Maguire approach of like you know keeping it small and I find that that's it's much more enjoyable, you know, build better relationships, you do better work, and um, it leads to more work, you know? So that's my other approach to just kind of go small. Not I love that because, you know, we've talked about before as well, making the little moments of the relationships you have with clients or partners or for us, you know, students and community members, yeah. when you make those matter, the whole experience is more enriching for everyone and they everyone becomes more loyal to each other yeah I so agree definitely well that's cool well I think I think we've I think we've got some good resolutions Kate yeah I mean I think the final one we usually talk about is our personal resolutions but I think we've kind of covered that as well so you know you're going to spend more time with your your family I think my my personal one is is always it was the same last year for anybody who listened is to try and be more healthy like but actually really prioritize it this year. And I feel honestly for the first time that I can, because I have ticked so many things off my life to-do list this year, you know, courses, books, I'm doing the conference in, in April. It's like, there is nothing else to, I literally, I cannot even think of anything else that I could actually launch or do. So I'm kind of done now. I'm just gonna rest and-, and You're gonna allow yourself to have a life Maybe. as well. Maybe, that's a new thing, so yeah. Enjoying my life. I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna remind you of that in June. Well, I'll, you know, when I get my dot to dot book, I think I'll be so much happier. That's what's, holding- <laughs> that's what's holding me back from really enjoying life at the moment. So I think we'll talk about that. I'll be all right. All oh, right, all right. But if anyone would like to tweet Belinda with by Kate dot to dot just repeatedly until it's done, that would be really appreciated. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, my big personal one is just to go with the flow. Just to give myself permission to not be out there achieving all this stuff and having a life is going to be really important. Even though I've talked about being strategic, life is definitely going to come first. I know, new new little ginger baby to love. So that's the priority. Yeah, well, we'll see. Ginge hasn't come through so far, so we'll see. Well, I'm still hopeful. I'm hoping. But we're done. That's well, it. I think resolutions wrapped up. Yeah, I th- hopefully um, everyone listening is feeling inspired. Maybe you already set your resolutions for 2017 and you might revisit them. Or maybe you said, I'm never going to do that like Kate and Belinda and you actually thinking, no, I might do that because these two have broken their own rules and I can too. <laughs> <laughs> so now we say goodbye. We read out um, a fantastic review that someone left us for the show. And today we like to thank Jenny or Jetto, who said, I love this podcast, never fails to give me practical, usable tips to become a better writer, to be a better client manager 
and to have a laugh while I'm at it. Thanks, Kate and Belinda. I really appreciate all you do for the copywriting community. Kiss, kiss, Jenny. And thank you, Jenny. That's a pretty cool review. That's Jenny DeLacy, by the way, I think. Oh, cool. I think I knew, I thought it was someone, a Jenny that we knew, but I was like, maybe she put the code name because she didn't want anyone. Yeah, so make sure when you leave us a lovely five-star review, which I know you're all desperate to do, to leave us your name in the the review, because sometimes the little iTunes um, nicknames, it's hard for us to work out who the heck you are. Yeah, and if we find out who you are, we'll love you a bit harder because we'll give you some link love across well, social media and I'm stuff like that. Sure, for sure. And you, thank you for listening. If you like the show, don't forget to leave us a rating review, iTunes or Stitcher and Stitcher. Your review not only makes us feel awesome, but you'll help other copywriters find us. And as we just said, we'll give you a shout out on the show. And if you've got any comments, we'd love to hear them. You can get us on social media or go to hotcopypodcast.com and uh, leave your comments on the blog post for this episode. So, Happy New Year and thank you, Kate. Thank you, Belinda. Until next time, happy writing. So you're still listening? Great. Because I wanted to tell you about my new podcast, the recipe for SEO success show. Sadly, this one's just me, Kate Toon, but it is packed full of useful, practical, doable SEO tips and advice. You can find it in the iTunes store, on Stitcher and SoundCloud. Just search for the recipe for SEO success show. You ready? You ready, Pompal? Pompal's ready. Go away, go away. Go to the other end. You spoke to him and then told him to go away. I know, I know. I love him, but now he's sitting right next to me, like just looking at me in the face. In the in the face. Where else? <laughs> <are you? laughs>